Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Spectacular. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you, brother. I would be you. We are back from a one-week hiatus. Uh, I made a a daring uh, trip down to down to the epicenter of the Corona world into Florida. I guess that's not the epicenter right now. I guess Texas is like the epicenter currently, right? Is it? I, I is thought it was Texas? Florida, but I know Texas is right there with them. Like almost all of the South is. Yeah, Texas, Florida, Cincinnati, Ohio, Hamilton County. We're all, <laughs> we're all just uh, as bad as it can possibly be right now. Yeah. So anyway, we, have, uh, we have made it back. We have made it back, uh, so, so that is a good thing. But before we get into all of that fun stuff, Adam, let's talk about the people that support us. Let's do that. Uh, and we'll start with training personally. So, Chris, no matter your level of fitness, whether you're a beginner, you're intermediate, or you're an advanced exerciser, if you'd like to be challenged a little or a lot and you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the cost of a personal trainer – then training personally with Peggy Edwards is for you, my friend. Training personally is circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace, on your time. Peggy Edwards keeps your workouts fresh. She keeps them fun. You'll never do the same workout more than two times in a row. And she keeps them safe, and that's most important right now. So by safe, we mean that if you, if you have a little uh, nagging injury, uh, you're coming off a of surgery six months ago, something like that. She's going to modify everything so that you're working out. You're getting the best workout. You can maximize the time at the gym and you're staying safe. You're not going to get injured. Also right now, you're going to stay safe from, uh, from any sort of a virus or getting sick from anybody else. So if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, get on Facebook, training personally with Peggy Edwards on Facebook, get on YouTube. Uh, training personally with Peggy Edwards and watch the video of the procedure uh, to come back into the gym. When you're ready to go back, there's a whole procedure. It's not difficult, but it's there to, to make sure that everybody is spaced out properly. Nobody's using the same equipment. Uh, you have your own equipment for everything. You're staying in one place. Now, normally it's a circuit. So you're going around the whole gym. You're not doing that this time. You're going through the whole circuit in your one spot. All right. So everything's safe. Everything's clean. When you're ready to go, stop in at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. 45211 is the zip code. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can always jump on trainingpersonally.com. You can email Peggy Edwards directly at Peggy at trainingpersonally.com, P-E-G-G-Y. Check her out, like I said, on Facebook at Training Personally, or give her a call or text her. Any questions you have, she'll get right back to you. 513-328-0296. That's Training Personally with Peggy Edwards, 513-328-0296. And even better, with that, if you go in and you mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, she's going to give you your first month absolutely free, zero charge, just because you talked about Adam and Chris. I mean, that's all you got to do. Come talk about the nosebleeds, and she's going to let you have your first month for free. Pretty cool stuff. That's a deal right there. 
It is a deal. So uh, also, we're, we've got a new sponsor this week. We are sponsored by Green Solas. Soles? Solas. Solas? I'm having a lot of fun with the word because I didn't know how to spell it until today. Uh, so Green, G-R-E-E-N-E, Solace, S-O-L-A-C-E. Check them out on Facebook. It's literally just Green Solace on Facebook, but this is Elizabeth Green. She's a licensed massage therapist, helping her clients lead a less stressful and healthier lifestyle. Let her help balance your body and mind. Experience for yourself. Schedule a massage today. You can go to uh, her Facebook page. You can also go to uh, the uh, website uh, to schedule an appointment, which I would tell you what that is, except I don't have it pulled up. It's Green Solace something, but it's on the Facebook. So you can check it out there, or you can make a phone call to 513-702-4178. I've got this all goofed up here. I'm not good with the reads today. Here we go, greensolace.com, G-R-E-E-N-E. That's not what it is. That's her website. That's her email address. All right, well, I apologize. It's the first read. Anyway, you can get a relaxation massage, a focus massage, or, this is even better if you're in the Cincinnati area, an in-home massage. She'll do couples massages. She'll come to your house. If you don't have time right now, because the COVID's crazy, right? So she'll come in, clean, cleanse everything around, go into a separate room, rub one down while the other takes care of the kids, swap them out, take care of the other one right afterwards. Boom. Couple's done. Everybody's happy. Now you can go back to spending four straight, four more months with your kids in your house being ready to blow your head off. Anyway, that's, that's green point. solid. Sorry, Say it I again. didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I, that's a great point, though. For, for all the parents, all the parents that have been doing extra parenting and teaching and all that business, you need a little stress relief. You need a little stress relief. You build up, you build up that stress in your back and your shoulders. If, if you're like me, you get tense, you get those knots. Man, it helps to get a massage. I've never had a massage. So I am uh, going to be, I, I've, I'm scheduling my first massage ever with the, with with Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth Green uh, at the Green Solace. It'll be my first ever massage. I can't tell you how excited I am. It's fantastic. You're going to want to do it once a month. It's good for you. So, so she's got the relaxation and the focus, and then, you know, you can do the in-home, right? Well, so I asked. I said, listen, you're going to help out, help out the Nosebleed Sports Podcast and, and sponsor us or, or whatever, you know, come on here. We'll have a little ad for you. My chiropractor says I need a deep tissue massage. I need, I need strong hands. She said, Chris, I got your back, brother. So literally, literally, ah, that was good. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the, I'm going to call it a relaxation or a focus. I don't know which one it is, but it's going to be focused on one spot and it's going to be my back and I can't wait. I'm excited for you. There you go. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what we got there. Now on to, right. So it's sports. We all know what's going on in sports right now. You've got golf. The Travelers just went down. That was Travelers Championship. That was good. Uh, it, it made it a little fun, even though it seemed like 
Dustin Johnson, not Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Dustin Johnson was going to run away with it. Either way, we're not talking about golf. We're not talking about, about soccer in like Germany or Korea. We're not talking about Korean baseball. We've got MLB and NBA fun for everybody today. But there's still nobody playing any of that. So everybody's still a little worried about the corona. Well, I just came back from the corona capital of the world in Florida. Uh, as of this moment in time, I've not gotten my test back. So I don't know. I got tested though. Okay. So my question first off, before I get into my experience, have you been tested for the coronavirus at this point? Yes, I have. You have? Yes. Oh man. All right. So number one, have you got your results back? Yes. And we all know it was negative, obviously, because you've done nothing. So there's no way that was positive. Am I correct? Uh, it would surprise you what I have done. Okay. And that's part I'm, I wanted to get, the, I wanted to get tested before I ever left my house for some reason. I don't know how I would have possibly gotten it for three months. I didn't leave my house. Yep. Um, but in the last, I'd say about four weeks or so, um, after everybody else went out for a couple of weeks, I, uh, I, I got out. Okay, so last, especially the last like three, we had a couple, we talked a, few, a couple weeks ago about how we had a couple family birthdays in a weekend. We had Father's Day uh, last weekend or two weekends ago or whatever. So we mm -hmm. got together just uh, like immediate family. Um, and so we had those little gatherings, right? Yes. And then I've also been coaching. I've been coaching two days a week for the, for, uh, the girls at basketball and, and, that's, you know, we have the mask. You get your temperature taken when you walk in the door. You got to fill out a, like a waiver every time you walk in. Um, those are the things in place, basically. They want you to do the social distancing thing. It's easier for me to kind of stay back and coach back a little bit when you have, you know, four or five girls in a group doing something. You try to keep them spread out, you know, but they're in line or whatever, and it's, they don't. You know, they just don't really think about it. They're just they're high, school, they're high school kids. They don't care about it. They don't. Right. They could care less about it. That's exactly they're high school kids. It is what it is. It's not, nothing bad against them. It's just the persona. When I was that age, I would care less about any of this as well. So understandable. Yeah. So, but the the one thing that uh, would really surprise you because it surprises me is, so every summer I play in two basketball leagues, right? Three on three was supposed to start. The one was canceled a long time ago. They said, nah, we're not going to mess with it. The three on three league, though, uh, that, was, that was up in the air until just a couple weeks before it was supposed to start. And so then they, they went ahead and said, yep, we're going to do it. And I was, I, was un, I was basically undecided about it because I didn't think it was safe. I, I, I knew it wasn't safe, to be honest with you. You still, you still feel like it's not safe. I still feel like it's not safe. Um, and, but I, I didn't want to, I, I was a coward and didn't want to be the only person in the league that conversation we had two weeks ago that said I was afraid to play. Right. Exactly. Or maybe not afraid, just trying to make, just trying to be sensible. You just don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. I don't. And, and that's the thing. Like they keep, especially the last couple of weeks when all the spikes are going up all over the place and they keep talking, they're like really re-upping on the whole, wear your mask, stay mm -hmm. apart, you know, stay social distanced or whatever. Um, 
Don't go to public places if you don't need to. But that all that stuff's open though. You know, it's, it's all still open. There's more stuff opening. That's what doesn't make sense to me the most now is that they're like, okay, it's going crazy again, but we're not closing anything. They're talking about possibly closing some stuff again, but it's not, you know, as a matter of fact, now you're allowed to do this. Now you're allowed to, to, you know, now you don't have to wear a mask at this place if you don't want to. Now you can, you know, you can do, there's like, they're, they're allowing contact in some sports, in like some sports training. And we've already seen for the last few weeks, especially in like college football, guys started getting back. Their people are testing positive like crazy. As soon as they got back to training with each other, that started happening. So anyway, um, that's where I'm at. And and I, so I, I, I played the last two weeks. I played three on three basketball. Now, so they have, they have masks, right? So, so my work, I still have people that, I can't go in and see unless I have a mask on, which perfect. We have, my work has got masks for us. I think we might've talked about this. Yeah. So, but they're supposed to be athletic masks. You know, they're like dry fit cloth and easily breathable and all this kind of stuff. Now, did you play ball in a mask? I did not play ball in a mask. Now let me tell you, I would have been the only one. (laughs) Trust me, I've been playing softball for a month now. I know you would have been the only one. <laughs> yeah. So, but but softball is a little bit, bit different than basketball. You can, you can, if you want to, you can do a better job of social distancing while you're playing softball than you can when you're playing basketball. You can until the game's over and everybody congregates together. But yes, everybody's you're right. He's going through the line, right? Everybody's going through the line, giving the good game kiss, right? Not supposed to do the good game kiss, but I like the good game kiss as opposed to the good game handshake, which you shouldn't do either. But uh, well, they say you shouldn't do either, but everybody does anyway. I still am all about the good game kiss, though. I feel yeah. like it should be. I feel like it should be uh, in every league after every game. And that's why it takes so long for the line in any game that you play to go through because you stop and give each player a warm embrace with a kiss on both cheeks. Yep. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, though, it does take a while whenever I play because we've been playing at this park for 20 years. Yeah. I know everybody down there. So, you know, the people you don't know, you know, it's, hey, good game, good game. But everybody you know, you got to dap it up, you know, smack on the head, do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I played. So, on it's on Wednesdays, which is it's Wednesday tonight when we're recording this, right? So this, mm-hmm. after I played the first two weeks of the season, a couple of days later, I, you know, I knew the whole time this was not right. It's not right. You're not supposed to be, not supposed to be around each other and you're supposed to be wearing a mask all the time around people. If you are around them, you can't do that when you're playing basketball. So no. I knew it wasn't right. I, I finally decided to, to grow up a little bit and just tell them, you know what? I, I was so afraid to let my friends down and all that kind of stuff, but I told him, I was like, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like it's the right thing to do for me. So I, I, I resigned. And nobody had a problem with it, did they? Nobody had a problem with it. Not at all. If you don't want to do something, people just don't do it. Yeah. It's okay. Don't listen. This is the one thing for me. So I, I, I wear a mask into Kroger's when I go into Kroger's. I feel like I'm the only one most of the time. 
wear a mask when I go into the pet store to buy my kids crickets. Nobody in there's got well, actually the pet store's got more masks probably than Kroger's does. But anyway, you know, because there's some weird cat people in there and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I wear my mask when I go in places because, you know, I feel like, you know, it's a common courtesy, right? Yeah. Common courtesy to do. Right, right. The last thing I, me, myself, am ever going to do is do something, not do something I think is right just because I'm afraid what somebody is going to say about it. Could care less. If I don't want to wear a mask and I want to hug you and I feel comfortable with that, I'm just going to hug you. I don't care. It is what it is. If I don't feel comfortable, I might put a, might put a mask on and be like, yeah, it's a perfect reason not to hug him. <laughs> I have a quick question for you, though. Uh, why do you feed your kids crickets? Did I say I feed my kids crickets? My you kids said you lizard. Crickets my for your kids? kids lizard. I meant to say for my kids lizard. I talk okay. faster. My my brain goes faster than my mouth. So as I'm thinking things, my mouth can't get it out fast enough. I, I have to do lizard for my kids lizard. Oh, okay. Maybe you said it and I just I just missed it. I don't know. Uh, who knows? It just sounded like you just sound like you go to the the pet store because you know you can eat crickets. I mean, there's some nutritional value in crickets. I I eat. haven't tried it, but the bearded dragon loves them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big time. Uh, was it a was it a regular dragon before, and then he grew a COVID beard, or? Uh, yeah, it, it looked just like a just like a dragon. Okay. And as the Corona happened, we bought them. And when you come to my house and you're a male, you're not allowed shaven for two weeks. So he became a bearded dragon. So that's how we quarantine in my house. All males in my house, no shave. Now, my son, it doesn't matter, obviously, right? Yeah, but he is abiding by the rules. He's not shaving. He hasn't shaved in seven years. So... <laughs> <laughs> when he's an adult i would love to see him not shave for seven years and see what that looks like Woo, be something else he's gonna have some peach fuzz though he's a blonde you know how them blondes yeah. are they don't they don't grow it out right so <laughs> his will be his won't be right so i want to get to the test okay okay so you were tested it came back negative correct came back negative i, I okay. got tested now i got tested at the saturday after i played the first wednesday so okay. I played again after I got tested. So I want to get tested again. As a matter of fact, I'm getting the antibody test tomorrow. But I want to get well, the you might as well, test again. If you're getting the antibody test, you might as well just tell them, stick that thing on my nose real quick, would you? Yeah, I don't know. Do it. Is it like, where you, you go to the urgent care. They're just doing them for everybody that walks in. Well, you can't walk in. See? My regular doctor won't do the tests. He'll do the antibody thing, but he doesn't do the up the nose thing. Anyway, so I go, so I go and got it. I went and got it. The absolute nicest nurse there could have been asked me to hold my head. She held my head as I laid my head back. She counted. She was like, all right, here we go. Are you ready? And she was very concerned for me. She obviously didn't realize she didn't look at how big my nose was. You ain't getting lost up there or, you know, stick it up there. Let's go. I'm not going to feel a thing. I had been talking the whole vacation. I was like, man, it ain't as bad as they, they're talking about. They got like mouth swabs now. They don't even, you ain't got to do nothing. You, this is easy. 
well, I was wrong, by the way. <laughs> that thing still goes to your brain. Uh, and then not only do they put it to your brain, but they wait for 10 seconds while it's in your brain and then twist it on its way out. That was phenomenal. And not only do they do that, but they did both of my noses. Did they do both of your nostrils? Yeah. Yes, they did. That's the most, That was I, – I had some watery eyes. I did not sneeze. I did not cuss, but my eyes were watering like a son of a gun. Yep, same. Absolutely the same. Um, yeah, it, it was. It wasn't pleasant for sure, um, but I, I feel like I can deal with it again, maybe one more time. That ain't no big deal. You could do it. I could. The NBA players are doing it. Going to have to be doing it every single day. Yeah, That's you're not crazy. even going to have healing in your nasal cavity if you're in the NBA and you decide you're going to play. They're, they're going to have to stop. They're going to have to stop the games for bloody noses constantly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. LeBron's got uh, a bloody nose for the eighth straight game. Yep. Yep. It's exactly right. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, so my wife was tested. I was tested. No results back yet. No idea. I have how, no how idea. How many days has it been? Uh, three, Monday, okay. Monday, 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 so Monday. So really, I guess technically two business days. Yeah. They said three to five is what they told me. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to get your uh, results back? It was, um, I think five. It was five hmm. days. All right. Well, there you go. I won't have them until next week then. <laughs> Well, so, okay, so I want to hear about the reason that you got your test. What was it like? You went to which part of Florida again? Did you go? Uh, went to Perdido Key, which uh, that city itself, at the time I went down there, had only had one case of the coronavirus. Uh, obviously, that's people that live there. <laughs> so it doesn't count because all the travel, it's all traveling people. And all, both cities on either side of it were well into the thousands. So, yeah. is what it is. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. There was zero social distancing from anyone except us. We, we did our best to keep away from as many people as possible. The water was high up on the beach all the time. So, made it, there was like, there was nowhere to sit on the beach. That's how crowded it was. We oh, put our tent all the way to the very back just to get away from everybody. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was crazy. Uh, but it was a good time. I, uh, I, 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 there's some good Speedo pictures. If you catch on the Nosebleed Sports podcast, I don't know if it's on – I don't think it's on the fa- – somebody said they, had, they were on, on the Facebook, but I don't – not on ours, I guess. Not, not on that one, but I saw them. All right. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to figure out how to have my wife uh, transfer him over to the nosebleed side of things. So if you want to check out me and my brother-in-law and matching speedos, because that's what I do now. I get matching wherever I go on vacation, whoever I go with, you're getting a matching speedo. Okay. <laughs> so I got two new speedos for this. So a total of three speedos. Got him one, matched him up with one of them. While we were there, he bought two more. Oh my God. <laughs> he loved them that much. It's freeing, man. It is freeing. <laughs> Absolutely. 
absolutely freeing. You'd love, Adam, we need to go on vacation together so I can get you a Speedo. Yeah, you don't even know what it would take to get me to put one of those on. Because I don't even know what it would take. I'm going to tell you, if there's one person in this world that could get Adam Schmidt in a Speedo, and, and let's all be honest, there's nobody in this world that could do that, right? There's nobody that could do it. Correct. But if there was one, I feel pretty confident in myself. Between me or probably cousin Bob Amanab, who was the first guest, he's probably number one on the list. But I feel like I'm a pretty close second. Between the two of us, we could probably talk you into it. Um, I, I can't ever imagine that would happen. But um, say that just the three of us went on a vacation, right? Just the three of us. Yeah, guys trip, total speedo time. Guys trip, <laughs> yeah. Not on the beach, just just together in the hotel room. Just speedos in there. No. Speedos and Vespas, baby. I feel like that should be speedos and Vespas. We just go cross country. I'm getting a hold of Bobby. Uh, no, you're probably right, though. If anybody could do it, it's the two of you. Um, <laughs> but still, not. So... So anyway, okay, so everybody was just living the normal life down there. Everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, we might get it, we might not, whatever. Uh, there, there, were, there were some masks being worn, but not nearly as much as you see around here. Um, uh, and, and, and it's hard to say. It's hard to say what's going on down there at this point in time. Uh, you know, there's obviously more positive tests because there's more testing out there. But I believe the percentage of positive tests – are what people are afraid is what people see spiking. And that's the, right. that's what they're more worried about. Not necessarily the number of people that are positive, but the percentage of tested people uh, are going up. So, yes. you know, we'll see. It's uh it's interesting. We, I was kind of hoping that summer would come and it'd be 90 some degrees and absolutely nobody would be getting this anymore, but here we are. The opposite effect. <laughs> yep. Here we are. Everybody's like everybody, okay, it's time, time to go outside. Let's yep. all have parties. That's exactly right. Let's go get it done. I got no problem with going outside and having a little party. I'm totally good with that. But uh yeah, seems like this is uh seems like this might be a little crazier than we thought it was from the beginning. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening or if you're watching, just inconvenience yourself a tiny bit and wear a mask. And try not, not to go it places. Really, it really ain't that big deal to wear a mask. Now, when I play softball, do I wear a mask? No. Afterwards, I'll be honest. I go up there. I have me have my wings, have a beer. I'm not wearing a mask. I, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't do it then. Probably should, but I don't because I'm already disgusting at that point in time and sweaty. And I've already licked my fingers like 400 times from pitching, yeah. spit in my glove. I do so many nav, so many terribly nasty habits. Now that I think about it, my softball, my baseball slash softball habits are totally against everything that Corona is all about. Completely against it. I got a towel that I keep on my side. I'm wiping my sweat off my face. Stick it right back down there. I take the ball. I wipe the ball off with the same towel. I mean, it's anybody that grabs that ball has got whatever I got. I'll tell you that right now. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that happened the first week that we played basketball. Um, I, there was a guy I was playing against. He missed a layup or something and immediately like 
licked his fingers. Like that was the reason he missed the layup or whatever, but he immediately <laughs> licked his fingers. And I'm like, that's exactly why I shouldn't be here. Yep. Well, good for you for, for, for manning up and standing, standing up for what you believe in. It's good for you. I appreciate that. Appreciate I'm going to tell you right now, I'd still be playing ball. Yeah. I'd be banging bodies. I'd be banging sweaty bodies with the best of them. And everybody else is, I think. I, you know, there were some other, a few other guys that kind of had some concerns and everything, but um, everybody's playing. As a matter of fact, there's another – there's a new guy – uh, coming into the league to take my spot. <laughs> so um, you now, now here's the thing. A lot of team, a lot of places are doing uh, like, like my golf league. If you don't, if you didn't want to play, if you didn't feel comfortable, your spot's still held for next year. So it wasn't like just because somebody's stepping in and maybe playing that wouldn't have played before this because They've got open – they never they, – you know, when there's an open spot, there's always four or five guys on a wait list to get into the league. So, on your – with your basketball, with you missing, with you deciding I don't want to play, you're still good for next year, right? Like, nobody's kicking you out of this thing for next year. No. My, my very good friend is the person who runs this league. And, and we play we, – we are each other's fourth. So oh, – I got you. I, so, we both play on each other's teams as well. So – yeah, I and I and I coach with him and everything. So yeah, it's I I got I have a spot next year. You're good. You're good to go. That's how it should be. I I totally feel like the people that that hold it against you for for not wanting to play, eh, probably don't need to hang out with those people anyway. No, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if somebody doesn't feel comfortable with it, they should all we should. I mean, come on, just everything should just flow into next year. Because let's be honest, everything that's happening in sports this year, it doesn't count. Golf doesn't count. Baseball's not going to count because baseball's not going to count mostly because sounds like if you talk to Buster only, they're not even ever going to finish the season. Buster only, did you see this, Adam? Buster only gives Major League Baseball a 5% chance of starting the season and a 0% chance of ending the season. <laughs> he's, he's giving it a 5% chance and – uh, tomorrow. That's just a start. Just to They've start. already reported today. They reported today. Right. Yep. And uh, so they're going to start their second spring training or whatever. And uh, and in a, in what three weeks they're going to start games again. So they're yep. going to start their sixty game season. And uh, but there are there are a number of players who have already players and personnel on teams who have already tested positive. Right. And yep. at this point, if you test positive, it's probably not that big a deal because you can quarantine for 14 days or whatever, maybe even a little bit longer just to be safe. Do your, do your test or two tests because in the NBA they're going to – if you if you test positive, they require you to test negative twice to come back. I know my wife's work told her when she took her test, through, if she did, she did it through UC Health. And for her, if her test comes back positive, she has to test negative twice. Yep. Before she can she can continue on. Yeah. Is Adam Silver her boss? No, no. Oh, okay. No, I think I think the guy's name is uh, Uncle Cincinnati. It's UC Health. Uncle Cincinnati, I think, owns the hospital. So okay, and that's what UC stands for. I got gotcha. you. Um, okay, so <laughs> Uncle Cincinnati. I love Uncle Cincinnati. My favorite uncle. All right. So, 
uh, you're right. So we, we have a bunch of people who have tested positive, but there are four guys so far, so far, who have chosen to who have not tested positive, but have just chosen to not come back and play this season. Right. Um, so we have one of those guys was a former red Mike leak. I think he was the first one to say that he wasn't, he wasn't interested in, uh, in, in coming back and playing now. Mm-hmm. And I'm pulling up the list here. Yeah. So Mike leak, who is with the diamondbacks now he's giving up about $5 million that he would make in this 60 game season, um, giving up 5 million. So that's a big decision, but maybe Mike Leak's, not. Been, Mike Leak's been in this league for a long, long time. He was a first-round draft pick that never made a start in the minor leagues. He came directly to made to the Reds when he when he was drafted. Mike yeah. Leak's been making money since two thousand like seven or eight. Right. My man, my man's been making good money as a first-round draft pick. So. I feel confident in guys like that who have opinions like yours mm-hmm. are cool with it. They've got the money to back it up. They're not worried about it. Reset, come back next year, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And another factor, and, and you, you, you're going to see this uh, with another guy or two in the NBA as well, is he becomes a free agent after this season. So that's kind of another incentive if you don't want to – you know, in, in a shortened, in a shortened season, where the risk is much higher of getting sick and you know possibly getting a, a family member sick because Mike Leake's probably fine if he gets sick, but he gives it to a family member or something who who right. have a, a harder time with it, then that's a much much bigger deal. So you give up that five million and you have an opportunity to then come back and sign with somebody else for maybe even a better contract or you know just a different contract uh, next year. So. He was the first one. Ryan Zimmerman, uh, longtime Washington Nationals. Uh, he decided to, to not come back. And he has three kids, uh, including a newborn, and, and his wife is high risk. So good reason there for Ryan Zimmerman. Yep. Another Washington Nationals player, Joe Ross, uh, he decided to uh, forego. Now he makes about the major league minimum, which is – 555,000 around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, by the way, Ryan Zimmerman would be giving up uh, $740,000 for that 60 game season. Joe Ross would be giving up that, that minimum, that 555,000. Um, and then Ian Desmond. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ryan Zimmerman's giving up what? Ryan Zimmerman was only due to make. 740,000 in the 60 game season for his in the 60 game season with yeah. the pro rate. So then uh, the guy in the 60, so the, the league minimum guy is not making 500. So he's making what is league minimum for 60 games now? Uh, let's see. I mean, it's only going to no. be 200 or 150, 100, 100, $200,000 maybe. See, I don't know. I, I wonder if they – did they structure they that differently, though, or something? Because I don't – this says 
Okay. I don't know. This this says he gives up roughly the MLB minimum salary, $555,556 and 67 Ryan service time. No, sorry. Yeah, that's Joe. This is Joe Ross. Right, because Ryan Zimmerman is making millions of dollars a year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe that. Either way, maybe this, either way, who else? Who else? Who else opted out? The, the last, the last guy is Ian Desmond, for outfielder, outfielder for the Rockies, um, and he he's opting out for two reasons. He says the desire to be with his family because his wife is pregnant with their fifth child. By the way, five. You can't blame anybody who's got thoughts like that. That was Mike Trout was originally talking about stuff like that because yeah. his wife was pregnant. So anyway. Yes. And he's also something that um, some of the NBA players have talked about possibly skipping the season because of the racial injustice theme that we've got going on yes. at the same time as the coronavirus. Um, Ian Desmond is, is very, very affected by – um, what's going on with our uh, w- with the race subject in the in the country right now? So he wants to take time. He wants to take this time to work on reviving youth baseball in his hometown um, and get you know more uh, young people of color interested in baseball because I think it's something like eight percent of Major League Baseball players are black. I think. Yeah. Um, so, and that's been a, that's been a topic they've talked about almost every year for years and years and years. It's been talks that. about trying to figure out ways to get, uh, get that stuff uh, figured out and get more, more kids, underprivileged kids and, and kids of different races and, and different ethnic backgrounds and uh, different socioeconomic backgrounds and stuff interested in baseball. So it sounds like he is interested in doing that. And also uh, make sure, making sure he's taking care of his wife and his kids, um, and not risking anything. Ian Desmond said so many different things, right? He said there is racism, sexism. There's, there's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, homophobia or whatever that. However, he he said it. There's so many things that happen. And we hear about this for we've heard about this for a long, long time now for for quite a few years in locker rooms, right? So the yeah. locker room vibe, the locker room, the 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 locker room talk, you know, there's always those those things that get thrown out, and and he put a lot of that into it, and a lot of it had to do with uh, what you were just talking about about the 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 lack of of um, black baseball players. There's just not a lot of African-American. I shouldn't say black, just African-American baseball players. Because there's plenty of people from other countries that are of of different ethnicities, right? I mean, it's probably most of Major League Baseball are from other countries now, it seems like. However, you remember a few years back, it's probably been about 10 years now, maybe even more than that. There was a Chicago uh, Little League team. I think it was Chicago. But they got in all kinds of trouble, and they lost their titles. It was they won the Little League World Series, and they were stripped of it because it comes to find out they were taking players from everywhere else, from other places outside of their their locale that they were supposed to pull from. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to the fact that to travel in any sport anymore, the the AAU circuit in basketball, 
major uh, uh, ba- ba- little kids playing baseball. It's so expensive to play on the better teams and travel. And, and that is what I think that is where I would like to see a lot of these players focus their money on. Let's get these kids. I think there's plenty of kids out there interested in baseball that just can't put the money out to play on different teams. There's a lot of teams out there that if you're good, if you're the best, you're gonna, they're gonna get you on that team. They're gonna, they're, they're gonna pay for you to be on that team. But there's just a lot of regular kids that are on that team that could still be there that just can't put the money up. And that's, I'd like to see these guys try to help that lower, the lower levels, the, the 10, 12, 11, 10, <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds. And, and put some money into those really good leagues to help to really, that's where you need to start bringing these kids up, not just building a ballpark for them somewhere and, and, and helping them in that way, put some money into it to help these kids make the better teams, not make them, they can make the team, but they not can't necessarily pay to play on that team because it's so expensive to play any kind of select sport at this you know it's like golf golf is so expensive if you want to be a good golfer you got to play golf and golf is not cheap to play or take lessons or any of that stuff that's where i think a lot of this stuff needs to be focused into i'd like to see that because then i would think you would see way more diversity brought up through the ranks from the from the bottom up through yeah yeah and it sounds like that's what ian desmond has in mind and and um so it'll be interesting to see if he can figure out a way to do something different, like you're talking about and, and figure out something that, that hasn't been done before, because like I said, we, you know, we, we've talked about this sports talk radio and, and just sports media, I should say, has been talking about this forever and ever and ever. Uh, and, you know, in different communities, definitely in, in the Cincinnati community, because the Reds are behind it, the Reds community fund is behind it. Like you said, building ball, building ballparks, you know, especially in like lower income areas and stuff like that. And that's all great. It's but, not enough. It's I mean, it's, enough. it's, it's, I, I shouldn't say it's not enough because everything helps, right? You can't have it to, to look at the reds and say, it's not enough to build these parks. That's not fair to them. They're putting a ton of money into that. They're that's being donated to them. That's, it's not necessarily fair to say it's not enough, but maybe it's fair to say how can we make it more because it's not just the ballparks it's making sure that these kids are playing at the highest level they possibly can you can take a bunch of kids and throw them on a on a on a on a baseball field or give them a baseball field to play on but if they're not getting the best coaching and getting getting to play against the best competition then what's the point that's yeah. That's what I was thinking as you were talking about that. Is you know a lot of it comes down to instruction. You know, it, put the money into it like you're talking about. That's great. Put the money into building nicer, nicer ball fields for kids like that, and pay maybe paying good coaches um, to to go into different communities that that might not have be exposed to baseball very much. Pay coaches to go there and give good instruction. Pay yeah. to have kids be able to go to baseball camps and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, 
that's that's the way that they're going to get better and that's the way and as you get better at just about everything you get better at something you usually enjoy it more because it's a lot more fun when you're good at something yes yes why do you love basketball because you were you've been good at it since we were kids that's the reason you're all you've loved basketball as long as you have loved basketball people that are good at base at football probably most of them love football because growing up they were good at it yeah baseball is the same way now there are people that love it without being good i mean that's i love all sports and i was terrible at all sports but yeah. at the same time that's what no, does it, right you're not terrible at all sports don't say that depends on because my my nine-year-old nephew might might not agree with me but i feel like anybody my age might <laughs> Hey, you stole home three times, buddy. Three times. One season. In one season. Yeah. Uh, I might have been five years old, but. No, weren't you like a freshman or a senior or something? You were in high school. Yeah, I was a, I was a sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high school. See, that's, high school. When, that's when real ball is played now. You know, hey, let me tell you this. You know what's funny about that? Stole home three times in one season. And at this moment in my life, I play softball with uh, a bunch of grown men, most younger. Uh, however, a 62-year-old, um, a few uh, mid-50s to late-50s-year-olds, and I am the second slowest person on the team. <laughs> it's not even close either. And the slowest guy has two fake knees, and he's 62 years old. So, I don't know what happened to that. I don't. I, of course, that was also a hundred pounds ago. So, <laughs> might have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, as long as you have fun. That's why it's, I've I've lost I've lost ten steps in the last five years playing basketball. I'm so much worse than I used to be. And I, but I, in that three on three league that I was talking about, I am probably the maybe fourth oldest player out of, let's see, there are uh, like 18, or no, there are like 10 teams, I think. There are so say four teams. on each team. There are 12 people. teams, four on each, so out of 48 players in the league, I'm probably the fourth oldest player in that league. And most of the guys are in college. We had, we have, we've had a couple high school guys, and they all, almost everybody in that, in that league now played basketball in high school competitively and or played basketball in college competitively. So that's how good it's getting. You could have played in high school if you tried out. Uh, Once again, I was nervous at least, at least one or two years. At least one or two years. Yeah, at least one or two years. Just your shot alone. Adam Schmidt, I used to, we used to throw hula hoops out. Wherever the hula hoop landed, Adam had to take a shot. Money in the bank every time. Absolute money. Thank you for throwing them all in the lane. <laughs> all right. Speaking of basketball, yes. so uh, they are having kind of the same thing. You know, they're, they're supposed to have their season get ready to get started. And uh, old Doc Fauci, old Doc Fauci said that out of all the things going on, that, that they have gotten the best idea on how, how to do get it done with this bubble in Orlando and making things happen. 
However, even in the NBA, in this bubble, which we talked a lot about two weeks ago, the bubble and, and what's going to happen with these guys in this bubble and how well the bubble will work with the other people that you're allowed to bring into your bubble. I just like saying bubble. Um, so there are still players that, that number one, have tested negative but have decided not to play, just like in baseball. There's also quite a few players that have tested positive and are going to have to sit out for a couple weeks until their, their two negative tests come back. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and some bigger name guys have either tested positive or have just decided to not come back. I mean, these are going to be impactful things if these guys do not come back and play. Um, so guys of note who have tested positive. Now, number one, yesterday uh they said that three they have not been named yet but three new orleans pelicans um have have tested positive so if one of those is zion williamson basically they decided that they're going to to make the cutoff at six games out of the last spot in the playoffs if to be invited into this thing so that zion williamson could play in this yeah let's be honest this was one hundred percent that number was so zion wouldn't make it right and that and or and or mr white privilege himself uh jj reddick who told zion williamson in the very beginning i've been to 13 straight playoffs if i don't make it to the playoffs this year i'm blaming you (laughs) i feel so bad for calling him mr white privilege that is not fair in any in any sense of the word he is one of the most pure shooters I've ever seen in my life and deserves everything he has, including the fact that everybody hates him. Uh, everybody, everybody hated him in college. I feel like a lot more people like him and respect him in the NBA. I, I agree. He's really changed the narrative for himself. He's done a very good job of, of uh, not being that, that, that nasty, that not being the dirty player in college and just being – being a really good role player and a good team player because yeah. he's always he's always he's always averaging three or more assists and three or more threes a game and as a role player I take that every day of the week so I apologize for saying what I said please in 50 years when this gets played back because me and Adam are superstar podcasters <laughs> and everybody tries to and the cancel culture is obviously not going anywhere and they try to cancel us i apologize that was uh, uh, words spewing from my mouth at the wrong time <laughs> well join the club on that buddy uh, <laughs> so so besides the the, the pelicans yet deandre jordan and spencer dinwiddie both for the nets uh, and then a while ago you had um you had kevin durant um and you had three other unnamed teammates from the nets now that was long enough ago that was like in march so those guys are all good now but like almost the whole nets team has had coronavirus now since you since you add deandre jordan and spencer dinwiddie to that exactly yeah it's basically nobody left and here's, so some here's of these guys and that was just a couple of days ago so some of these guys who are just now coming down with it or just now testing positive i should say they still may choose to not come back um and, and play so not all these guys have decided whether they will or will not play. But 
uh, Malcolm Brogdon for the Pacers, Jabari Parker for the Kings, Buddy Heald for the Kings, Alex Len for the Kings. The Kings are done. Um, so, uh, Nik Nikola Jokic, who is the Nuggets' best player. I mean, that's a big wow. one. That's a hold big on, one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know that you're going to have a lot of people that are going to disagree with you on that. Obviously, obviously, the Joker is one of my favorite players, and I think he's the best. But uh, what about my what about my Kentucky boy, the the bow and arrow Kentucky boy for the Paul Nuggets? Murray? He's right there with him. No, no, no. What's his name? Help Jamal me out. Murray, right? Jamal Murray. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He's not. He's not Jokic. He's a nice player, but he is not. But Jokic. he's their second best. So he's their second best player. He's their second best player, I'd say, probably. I like Will Barton too, and I like I like a couple other guys, but yeah. Um, the Joker's my favorite because there's nobody that looks like they should be worse at basketball, <laughs> even while they're so good. He's making moves and playing well, and you still look at him and go, "Man, that dude sucks." Did you and see the still, picture of him in the last few weeks? No. So he slimmed way down. Like he lost a bunch of weight and it wasn't because he was sick either. He did that by, by design. I, like, I, I totally believe it. I, there's so many people doing this. There's a, I know you don't watch golf, right? You don't know no, anything don't about golf. Can we be honest with that? A, a guy, a guy at work calls me DJ, like thinks my name is DJ now because he's called me that so many times because he thinks I look just like Dustin Johnson. You'd have to wear a hat. DJ doesn't have the hair you have, but the, it's the beard. He's always got the beard going. Yeah, sure. I can see that. Totally see that. Uh, you got to wear really tight pants uh, and and hit shots. He hit a he, he hit a terrible shot out of the water the other day, even though he won. Anyway, um, so there's a guy Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, he he uh, came on the scene probably three four years ago and weighed a buck sixty six six one six two buck sixty. This dude over the corona time frame put on four, 30 or 40 pounds of muscle. He does not look at all like the same person. I feel like a lot of these athletes are either bulking up or slimming down, but you are seeing, I've seen a ton of pictures. CC Sabathia. Oh my God, have you seen CC Sabathia? No. I can't believe the Yankees are trying to get, are not trying to get him out of retirement. He really? is chiseled, absolutely chiseled, old fatty. It's like it, it was almost like seeing Bar if Bartolo Colon decided to lose weight. I didn't even know who this dude was. CC Sabathia is cut up. I'm telling you, everybody's wow. taking this time. These guys that got the money to do it and have the at home gyms to take care of themselves and still have the personal trainers that are coming to their house still and part of their, you know, their bubble and part of their quarantine lives that is, are these people? Yeah. They're either bulking up, slimming down, cutting up, doing something. But I wish I was a professional athlete so I could get something like that. I, I am nowhere near that though. And I'm looking up CC Sabathia weight loss right now. Dude, if you, oh. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this podcast, and you have not heard about what CC Sabathia did. CC Sabathia is chiseled. You got a picture of him? I do. Is it do. is it his cut up? I don't know if this is gonna... Look at that dude! Oh my god, that's 
That's not CC Sabathia. I mean, it is, but that's not the CC Sabathia we all know and love. Because there's the side by side. There's there's old big boy. There's my buddy. You almost can't see his belt because his belly is hanging over it. That's a David Wells. That's that's David Wells esque in a Yankee uniform right there. <laughs> Man, okay, I learned something new about CC Sabathia. But you're right. Um, there 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 have been several athletes that have taken the time to just get in crazy shape. Um, uh, James Harden, really pretty early on in the whole Corona thing, there was a picture of him yeah. running down a mountain with some friends or something like that. It looked like he slimmed down too. Um, I know he had, he took in, he, I, I had seen something where he had had like, like seven, seven other guys with him and they were just going all out during this, uh, during this break and getting in the absolute best shape that they could possibly be in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but there are some like baseball, there are some guys in the NBA who are not necessarily have not been um, hit with the virus that are just choosing to not choosing that, you know, saying it's best for me and my family or whatever my situation is right now to go ahead and stay away. I'm just going to wait until next season or whatever. Um, and there are some pretty important pieces here. So uh, Trevor Ariza uh, for, the, for the Trailblazers is one guy, and he's, he's been a, an important part of a lot of really good teams over the years uh, because he's one of those – he's basically like a 3 and D guy, right? He's only that, one of the better defensive that, players. I hate that word 3 and D or that term 3 and D. So do I. But, but at the same time, I mean, honestly, that's what – I feel like there was a few guys that were three and D esque and then that became a thing. And that's all people do now. They're like, all right, I got to become a great defender and shoot as many threes as I possibly can in practice and just do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he, uh, he, he's actually, he cites a custody case that he's in the middle of for his son. So um, he's, he's rather than going back and playing for the next couple months, He's trying to see his kids. Um, Man, that's and, awesome. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. Avery Bradley for the Lakers, who was, who was starting games for the Lakers. So, the Avery Bradley thing is big because that brought J.R. Smith on. Yeah, right. So, J.R. Smith is now getting another chance to possibly be on a championship team with LeBron James. Hopefully, hopefully – in a tie game in crunch time, he's sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, LeBron will mandate that. He'll make sure that. Oh, happens. there's no doubt. LeBron will come walk over to him, walk over to him, give him a hug as the free right before the free throws, the the timeout before the free throws. He's just gonna walk over, give him a hug, and just laugh at him and point at the bench and be like, "Nah, bro, nah, nah, that's where you belong. That's where you're going. Give me AD. Give me Dwight Howard. Is Dwight?" Did I hear Dwight Howard was not going to be playing, or is Dwight Howard playing? I thought he I heard is, Dwight. I don't Howard think he's not. made a decision yet. I think, as far as everybody knows, he's playing, but it sounds like he's still up in the air about it. Six, I thought I heard something about Dwight Howard possibly not, possibly not being in. Well, he was one of those guys, along with Avery Bradley and along with um, with uh, Kyrie Irving, talking about you know how there were bigger things than this, and, and mostly referencing the the racial injustice. Um, 
thing that, that, that we've got going on too. You know, sure. the, the, uh, those were the guys that were talking about, you know, forming kind of a coalition and, and figuring out how to, how to really use this platform to, uh, to e either use the platform correctly to, to shine light on that and to make some changes or to say, you know what, that's basketball is going to be a distraction. That's kind of what they were saying. Basketball is going to be too much of a distraction. We need to keep everybody focused on this until it changes. And, you know, that's one thing, and we didn't talk about this pre-show or anything, but that's one thing that Adam Silver has been really good about, right? Yeah. Adam Silver has been really good about listening to his players, knowing when to allow them to do the things that they need to do, and when to pull the reins a little bit and, and say, eh, maybe not this right now. Yeah. But he's allowing them, and I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of a lot of red tape that's going to have to be gone through before you get something on the back of your jersey. But he's allowing them, instead of names, to have uh, sayings or, or 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 anything like that. So you'll probably get, you know, on the back of your jersey instead of instead of James for LeBron James, it might say Black Lives Matter or yeah. something to that effect. And there's going to be a lot of stuff like that going on. And I think part of a big, because Adam Silver's not stupid, right? Adam Silver knows if I need to keep my players interested in playing this year. I need to give them something to, to let them, let them put out their, their uh, where they feel they need to be right now. They feel they need to be on the front lines of this injustice and I need to let them be there. But at the same time, I need them. Obviously you need those players to make this league continue. So this year, for this year is what I'm talking about. So um, got to give it to him on that point. And, and I think him allowing things, little things like that, hopefully are what help some of these guys continue to play. But at the same time, I 100% understand it. I have no problem with it. If you don't want to play because you want to take this year and focus on racial injustice, look at and focus on racial injustice. Good for you. What's her name? Um, Maya Moore. Is it Maya Moore? Who was the girl that, that uh, retired a couple years ago? Best player. She won like back-to-back -back MVPs, uh, two championships, and she retired a couple years ago because she had a family member who was incarcerated incorrectly or something like that, and, and she, became, she started this fight. I want to say it's Maya Moore. Fight, started this fight during the prime of her life as probably the best player in the game and went into and decided to just be a uh, – to, to, to fight for racial injustice. That's what she decided to do. And so these guys realize they, they have a platform. This is their opportunity to do it. Good for them. But Adam Silver, good for him for realizing what he needs to do to keep this league going and keep the best players on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple other guys of note, Willie Cauley-Stein for the Mavericks. They're, they're very much in it. Um, he, his girlfriend is expecting uh, a baby in July as well this month. So he decided not to, not to join the team again. Wilson Chandler is another player that I didn't mention for the Nets. Um, he decided to, uh, to, to just, you know, he said, 
the the well being of his family, the health of his so family the Nets comes just first. So D League team playing. What's that? Are the Nets just going to have their D League team playing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe they're going to have to come up with a lot of creative uh, signings. I think because um, yeah, and actually DeAndre Jordan, um, since he tested positive, it says right here that that he decided he is not going to. Oh well. Yeah, I think DeAndre Jordan is not going to join. Spencer Dinwiddie is still uncertain. So uh, if you play for the if you play for the Nets, and all these people are saying well, I'm not playing, and then you get a couple guys test positive, you're two at minimum two weeks out, and you are not good, right? You're already not good. Now you're even worse. Why? Why? Why would you ever want to can to, to put yourself in a giant bubble? for no reason at all if they were at full strength including like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant they're oh, well, a whole different story they're right. they're a top three team in the in the east yeah um but yeah you're right I mean they've already those two the, the two biggest guys are out and then now like three or four other guys are not are not going to be there now either so you're I, I agree it just isn't it just wouldn't be worth it just would not be worth it um Another interesting one is a guy who has not signed with a team because he was he was waived in February by the Lakers. He hasn't signed with another team yet, and it would be a a pretty good opportunity for a team that needs a big um, in this short you know little short time where you you can work your way into the playoffs or work your way into a better position in the playoffs. Um, Demarcus Cousins. Um, he was coming off that ACL. Uh, but it's yep. been almost a year, so yep. it's it you know he he could have a chance to come back and have a little bit of an impact at least on a team. But he decided so for him just to have a good just to play well. He doesn't have to have an impact. They don't have to win a game. Just to play well and show you can go out there for seven straight games, which he couldn't do when he came back for seven straight games and just and 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 be a good basketball player for uh to to get yourself signed again for next year i i i hope i hope good things for him yeah yep so i don't know i guess um obviously the nets are going to be the the most affected team but like you said it's they weren't you know because Kyrie irving and kevin durant were never going to play anyway they probably weren't a, a serious legitimate contender um so besides the nets i don't know I'm not sure maybe the Lakers um, with Avery Bradley missing, but, you know, I guess you, you replaced him with Jared Smith now. Um, I don't know who really is the, the most impacted team by this, whether they're just opting out or they have a bunch of guys missing. I mean, I guess, I guess it is the Nets. I feel like, I feel be like they Nets. might not win a game. <laughs> yeah, uh, at all. They're, the the other thing though about that is you might get a lot of these is it D League or G League or whatever G they League, call yeah. it now yeah a lot of these G League guys may get an opportunity to come out and show face and I'm gonna tell you right now you get young young kids fresh that uh, we we talked about this last when the before the NBA season started if you are a uh, into fantasy basketball of any kind. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of an NBA season, to have young guys, it's, it's important to have a, a good young 
uh, a young set of role players on your team because those young guys are going to be really good in the beginning of the year. And they always fade off because of how many games you play and the back-to-backs and everything like that. They fade off towards the end of the year. The veterans step up and take over. We've had a lot of time off. You're going to get some of these G League kids that are really going to step in, and I think you're going to see some really, really good basketball from some of these guys. Yeah, that's been something that uh, has been talked about is the quality of the product with with guys either not playing because there's, they've been sick or not playing because they're just choosing not to play. Um, it, it, we might see we might see some not so great basketball, but I, I I agree it's interesting it's at least interesting to me to see some of these guys that that would give anything would give their lives for an opportunity that might get one now and, and are not going to just play off, whether they play great or not they're going to just play their hearts out because this is their tryout you know but this isn't just just an opportunity. This isn't just an opportunity to play in the NBA. This is an opportunity to play playoff, meaningful basketball. Yeah. That's way different than just getting in a game, you know, 42 in the middle of the season and, you know, getting called up on a 10-day contract and playing game 42 through 52 and getting in in five of them for five minutes a game. No, this is, this is the playoffs. These games matter. There will be a trophy handed out at the end of, of this. Whether people think there should be an asterisk next to it or not, there's going to be an NBA Finals winner. And it will go down in history as a, an NBA Finals championship. And you are giving a lot of young kids an opportunity to play very, very, very meaningful basketball games. I agree with all of that, except for there might be an NBA Finals winner. They might crown a champion because they might not. They may not. You're right, because Adam Silver's already said if there's an outbreak, he can't guarantee the season's going to finish. And it's just right. like the whole thing with Buster only in, the, in, in Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball is even worse because you've got teams flying from city to city. There are no restrictions on what these teams do once the game is over. Uh, I understand where Buster only is coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? In his in his zero percent chance of of finishing the season, uh, I definitely think they'll start it. But I don't. I'm with him on that. But dude, this is we've said it so many times. We are in a moment in our lives where I would never believe anything that anybody would be telling me about this. But that's been going on for so long that I'm done. I totally believe. You tell me something's possible, I'm gonna be like, yep, sure. You tell me that J.P. Mikura, former, former Xavier basketball player, is going to be the MVP of the 2020 NBA Finals, and I'd be like, sure, why not? At this point in time, who knows? Sure, I'll give it to you. Man, we don't have time to talk about this tonight, but I saw you responded to a post that somebody posted for the top 10 all-time Xavier basketball players, and I want to talk to you about that. It's not going to happen tonight. I want to talk to you about that because I have my opinion, and you're a ten. You, I, I, I feel like a Xavier basketball fan, but you are one thousand times a bigger Xavier basketball fan, and and you know way more about the history and everybody's 
you know, all the players and all, all their strengths and weaknesses and all that kind of stuff way better than I do. And I even felt like, I'm like, wait a minute, that guy can't be there. What about this guy? He's not even on the list. You know, I'm, I'm already starting to do that. And I'm like, Chris is going nuts about this thing. I know he is. It, it wasn't a terrible list. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a terrible list. It wasn't terrible. No. Uh, 10, it was one through 10 and 10 was not number 10. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Uh, XU Barstool. I think it was XU Barstool Sports. XU Barstool Something is who like put that. it out there, I want to say. And 10, it, it, here's the deal. Barstool's <laughs> got a bunch of young people taking over their, their, all their podcasts and their social media, and they've, they're given every single college their own Barstool uh, person to be in charge of their tweeters and everything like that. And, and it's a young – I get this all the time. Xavier – Xavier, for so many years, I know you didn't want to get into this, and I'm only, I'm going to make it clear. Xavier, for so many years, was a mid-major. We were a mid-major. We were a very good mid-major for a very long time. We're now in a major program, so I would can take us out of that mid-major at this point in time. But for a long time, we weren't there. And if you lived in the city of Cincinnati, you weren't a Xavier fan. You were a UC fan because even though they were in a mid-major conference. They were a major basketball team. Bob Huggins had them as a – they were studs. They were number one in the country a few times, always top ten. They are very good. So you were a UC fan. Xavier got better. Way more fans. Way, their, their attendance, their, just their, their school attendance skyrocketed in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Those are the people that don't know how good – some of the mid-90s to late-90s players were. Some of the Skip Prosser years were some of, the, uh, some of the best players that ever came through Xavier. And, 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 and to have Romain Sato at number 10 on that list is ridiculous. Strictly for the fact that he spoke nine languages. <laughs> that gets him in the top five easy. He can't be below nine if he can speak nine languages. You can't be any lower than that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, we should talk more about that um, like this weekend or something like that because I, I would love to go through that list with you uh, with mm -hmm. more time. Now, we, we kind of circled back to quickly to baseball and then jumped back into basketball just now. But I was, I'm glad that you mentioned baseball again one more time because there was one thing I wanted to tell you, talk to you about. Yeah. Baseball and, and, and Corona-related stuff. And you just mentioned when, uh, you know, that they're going to be flying all over the place and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, they did, they did change the schedule so that you're only playing, um, you know, National League teams are only playing American League teams from their region, right? So – all right, so, so you're still flying from city to city every you, week. You still are. You still are. You're just flying to Detroit instead of Oakland or something like okay, that. Okay, well, once you're in the plane, however far you go means zero. Just telling you. You're going to end up in a city, and then you have no restrictions on what you can or cannot do once you land in that city. So okay. I'll be 100% honest with you. That means nothing. Yeah, all that does is cut down on costs for the owners. That's all it does. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's the idea. Well, but it doesn't mean anything for the corona side of things. It, 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 I think it was more about right. It was more about getting 
more games in a compact time. Sure. Yeah. So you don't have yeah, to spend yeah. much time traveling, right? Um, but so I mentioned Oakland specifically because Oakland is doing a thing that now apparently I think the Giants are doing something similar and it's been done in Korea and Japan as well uh, in the last few months. But Oakland is, is selling cardboard cutouts of you. Okay, so you can buy what? you can buy a cardboard cutout of yourself, send them a picture, they make a cardboard cutout of you and sit it in the stands in Oakland Stadium. And what? So how long so, is that? Do I get for two questions? Two yeah. questions. Number one, depending on how much I pay, does that depend on where my cardboard cutout is? Number two. So. Oh, number sorry. two, am I oh, I have three questions. Number two, in my guaranteed, in my guaranteed TV time for my cardboard cutout, if I pay four dollars and get a five dollar, you know, bleacher seat all the way at the top, am I guaranteed to be on TV at least once? And number three, number three, do I get the cardboard cutout once the season is over? I have answers for all of those. Yes, I, I believe. I believe it depends on where you're seated, where you want to, how much you want to pay, basically, where you sit. By the way, they will have cardboard cutouts of some celebrities and some former greats, some former Oakland A greats, and you could sit next to those people. Your, your, your cardboard could be so next to their cardboard. Talk about himself? Yeah. You could sit there and have a conversation. Your cardboard cutout could have a conversation with Reggie Jackson's cardboard cutout about how good he was uh, because you're sitting right next to each other. Wow. Talk to Jose Canseco or any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, talk to Jose Canseco about how he gave up a home run off his head. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, you can, so you can pay, I think, extra, extra for that kind of stuff. Um, you do, you are not guaranteed TV time, but there is a very special incentive. So if a foul ball hits your cardboard cutout, the Oakland A's will mail you that, will mail you that ball. Is that cool? That's the coolest I, thing I've ever heard. I need to know, I need to know how much it is. I'm buying one. <laughs> I'm if buying one. I'm getting, I'll buy one too. I'm getting on the phone right now. I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. Your last, so your third question was, um, do I get the cardboard cutout at the end of the season? And that is a yes as well. Yes. Okay. Cardboard. What about when they have rain? And that that we all know what cardboard does in the rain. Right. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's got a coating on it. I'm sure it's got a coating on. Yeah. It. They don't have a dome on that, right? They don't have a retractable roof. No. So well. Unless they just unless they take them all back up and reset them all out, maybe it depends on how many they end up selling. I got an A's hat. You have an A's hat. I think we need to get pictures with our A's hat and our and our nosebleed sports podcast T-shirts, and we need cardboard cutouts. <laughs> That's what they they said. You they want you to send pictures in with you wearing A's gear. I'm in. So that it looks like a real game, right? Yeah. And then, and then we already heard about there, there might be some places that pipe in that there's an, an app or something that pipes in crowd noise or something like that. So, yeah. Yep. 
that, that could be a real thing, man. You go play at Oakland, that's going to be the toughest place to play in the, in the, in baseball now. I'm going to tell you right now, this is happening. I listen, we got these sponsors that have been, that have been at the front of our show for months now. We're going to have to collect on some of this money and get ourselves some nosebleed sports cutout shirts, cutout cardboard cutouts. Cutouts are $49 each for A's access members or $89 each for general fans or $129 for a foul ball zone cutout. That's right. That's right. 30 bucks. It's already gone. I've already spent it. I've <laughs> 30 bucks is already gone. I forgot about that part. It is only in certain zones. So yes, you do have to pay for whatever. I've already paid. I've already, I'm, I've already, I'm already down $130. Adam, I need, I need you. I need you here. I need you here. I need you. Cause we got to take full body pictures, right? I don't know. No, it looks like, uh, it looks like chest up. Like on, a bust. On the app. Yeah. You guys got to go to MLB.com. Uh, it's, it's MLB.com slash athletics slash fans slash ex- load experiences slash cutouts <laughs> wow yeah. slashes. i wish they would slash the prices a little bit i hear you that's all right no it's done it's done <laughs> if you guys have if anybody has major league baseball's app with their uh, mlb tv or anything like that watch the oakland a's this year you will see at least one <laughs> oakland a's hat with a nosebleed sports podcast shirt, at least one. All right, it'll be one. It'll only be one. <laughs> oh, I'm paying for yours too. Screw it. No way. I can't pay that much. That first number you said, I was like, oh, really? That's not too bad. And then you were like, now the next tier is eighty-nine, <laughs> yeah. and then the tier the, after that. The minimum we could pay because we're not Oakland A's access members would be eighty-nine dollars. But I need a foul ball. If I can get a foul ball, I'm getting a foul ball. I got the only reason to do it. Buy your Coliseum cutout. I just clicked the button. <laughs> just got to go find my nosebleed shirt and my A's hat. We're good to go. Now, last two weeks ago when we were doing this podcast, your wife could hear you from upstairs when you were talking about the microwave thing. I hope she can't hear you talking about She's asleep. She's asleep. On a cardboard She's asleep. We're good. She's asleep. We're good. <laughs> All right. Well, look, that brings me to look, Oakland is, it might as well be another country from here. As far away from it is from us, it might as well be the Philippines. Might as well be the Philippines, which is, is exactly where Joe Coy is from, who is the comedian that we, uh, we watched this week. And uh, a, a special called In His Elements. Now, he just had a Netflix special last year, but he just yeah. released another new one this year, In His Elements, just a few weeks ago. And we, we talked about doing that one, so we did. And it wasn't quite what either one of us expected, right? Not even a little bit. <laughs> so, um, so then I, I, give me your opinion on it. I mean, so, 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 so for anybody that has not seen it um, – Joe Coy's special in his element. This is a special that he did. It's a lifelong dream of his to go back to his homeland, the motherland for him, 
the Philippines and do a comedy special. However, he doesn't do just a comedy special. He does a couple little bits and then he brings on four, no, sorry, three comedians to do bits, all Filipino. It's an all Filipino thing. Yep. He's got uh, he's got a DJ, he's got a break dancer, he's got food, he's got little bits. It's it's an hour of Filipino Filipino everything culture. Yeah, culture. There you go, culture. It is cool. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's cool. Uh, I did enjoy it. The dance, you know, I love dancing, and the dancing was a, was was awesome. I love DJs. The DJ Il, Il Man, Ilman or Ilman or whatever Ilman, his name was, or something like that. Yeah, he was good. Uh, just just to see the way that stuff goes together. Uh, the other comedians were okay. Um, I would have liked to see more Joe Coy. The Joe Coy stuff he did was pretty good. I I liked, I liked the couple bits that he did. The 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 grandma thing with his his name's not Joe Joe Coy. It's it's, it's uh, Joe Gerald Herbert or something like that. Oh, it's it's uh, it's Joseph Glenn Herbert. Joseph Glenn Herbert. So it's not his name, but he the the whole thing about how his mom, or he thought his aunt was calling him Joe Coy, but she was saying my Joe in in uh whatever language that it is there's what was it 70 islands in the philippines and 180 languages or he was talking about it anyway uh joe coy's bits were good the other comedians he brought on were okay i would I, i really wanted a full joe coy special because I've seen really good Joe Coy specials and I've seen some Joe Coy specials that were, eh, okay. Yeah. Considering this was not at all what I thought it was, I'm going to go with like just middle of the road. Whatever in the middle is. Because I forgot what I call the middle now. <laughs> what I call the middle two and a half? I think that's what I call the middle. What do you call the middle? Yeah, I think you call it the middle three and I called it two and a half. Okay, I'm going to call it three. I give it a flat three uh, because I can't tell you it was bad. There wasn't anything bad about it. Yeah. It was good. All the bits were good. The the singer at the end, he was a very good singer, even though it was being lip synced the whole time. (laughs) Uh, The the singer was good. The the other comedians were, were pretty good. Joe Coy was funny. Uh, so, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm just going to go right in the middle. Give it a three. Okay. Uh, I agree with almost all of that. Uh, I, the dance part, the, the, the first part was kind of the dance thing. His friend for 20 years, um, that was the, there were, it was B-boy dancing. I don't know what that, where that comes from but um well, that's the old 80s that's an old early 80s thing B-boy it's like, yeah it's, it's break break dancing, dancing, break dancing. basically yeah. yeah so um that was good oh, hold on. real quick real quick real quick yeah. did you know there was going to be break dancing in the in the 2024 olympics no or the 2021 <laughs> olympics i guess maybe it's this olympics when's it in paris uh, was was that the one that was supposed to be this summer? That's going to be next summer now. The 2020 Olympics, the 2021 Olympics. This dude, there's going to be break dancing in the Olympics. Huh. He said that guy was representing the United States 
in break dancing in the Olympics. That right there blew my mind. That's interesting. Okay. So maybe we'll see that dude. Um, well, you will because you'll watch the Olympics. I won't. Uh, I, and, and if breakdancing is in the Olympics, holy cow. That breakdancing in the Summer Olympics is 100% the same as uh, ice shuffleboard is in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> ice shuffleboard. I don't know. I'd be a little more interested in watching the breakdancing, I think. What, what's that called? Skiffing? Uh, what called? Where, where you brush the thing and you slide yeah, yeah. the thing and you brush yeah. it. Um, um, oh my gosh. I know. I feel the same way. Anyway, I'll, I'll think. They've got leagues. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Ice yeah. shuffleboard with brooms. <laughs> okay. So the part where he met, he met the one dude, um, I think it was the guy, the last comedian. And he ate – He they went to this little market thing and ate or this restaurant. Take a bite. Take a bite. Take oh, a bite. so he weird. Eat out of his hand. That was so weird. Uh, <laughs> that was weird and very gross. But what was even more disgusting to me was they had the, like they had all these booths set up wherever they went to that little market thing or whatever, and there was just like tons of meat hanging there at these booths. Just have out. You ever, have huh? you ever been to Finley Market? Yeah, but they have like little cold cases and stuff like that. Like this is just flat out meat that was just hanging in the middle of the air. That was, <laughs> it was just room temperature hey. meat. What? Not so that's as fresh as it gets. That is as fresh as it gets. And you better eat it and get it cooked up right now. Or freeze it or get it home and freeze it. But most well, of places it should be frozen now. Most places like that in those kind of countries, you buy your dinner every day. You go to the market in the morning, you get lunch and dinner, and you come home and you cook everything up that day and then you go to the market the next morning and you do it all again that would work out best for me that way i don't waste as much food dude i'm a waste when it comes to food waste tell me how you are with uh how are you with leftovers swipe left easy easy swipe left i never do never do leftovers have we ever swipe right swipe left to leftovers before I, we ever like done I don't know I feel like we had to have, but I don't remember that. Because I feel like if we did, we both agree that swipe left. There's no point. We, like, at the end of a meal, we'll be like, hey, we need a box. Yeah, I always look at my wife and I go, why? Yeah. Why do we need a box? Unless you're taking that to work for dinner or for lunch tomorrow, it's, I'm going to throw it away next Wednesday at, uh, <laughs> when we have our, our next garbage night. Right. <laughs> Yeah, same for me. I do not do leftovers. I, I the the quality of the food just goes down. I feel like it's just not it's just not the same. It's not gonna. There be are certain things that are okay as leftovers, as long as you have a toaster oven. Most things microwaved. Yeah. Yeah. We're not getting into the microwave thing again. No. We have way too many people on my side of the microwave argument. 
<laughs> but from last week. But uh, the toaster oven, there are certain things that I'll do left o- pizza. I'll do leftover pizza in a toaster oven. I'm good with that. That's funny. I just did leftover pizza on Sunday. Was it in a I, toaster I, oven? I don't regular oven. Oh, well, that same difference. It, right. Like if I didn't have a toaster oven, the only way I would heat pizza back up is in an oven. Yeah. Not in a microwave. Microwave. I don't disgusting. want I don't want rubber crust. Yeah. I don't like the crust anyway, but if I'm going to eat it, I need crispy crust. Yes, sir, I hear that. I hear it. Um all right, well, uh, for me, yeah, you had the, like you said, you had the Filipino Justin Bieber there at the end. I thought, <laughs> I thought the, um, you held on to that for, you had that written down, didn't you? You held on to that and had it written down. Filipino Justin Bieber. That was good. That was good. Uh, I don't know if you can see. Oh yeah. Filipino Justin Bieber, baby. <laughs> If you're on the YouTube right now, you can see that uh, Adam had Filipino Justin Bieber written down. That was good. And it was well played, nonchalant. Nonchalant, very well played. I, as soon as that song started, I'm like, this dude sounds like him. This is the exact style of song Justin Bieber does. Like, everything about that dude. Is it weird that everything in English didn't have subtitles? But everything they did in what in in Filipino language, whatever, had subtitles. But then when that dude was singing, it was all subtitled. But he was singing in English. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I no. think I was like, oh, geez, this is not even going to be good. Um, so maybe I didn't pay close attention to it. But anyway, that was Joe. The the little bit I agree with you that for for thinking that this was going to be a stand-up special, there was very little stand-up comedy from Joe Coy in this. Um, very little. And, and, and I, the first two comedians that he brought on, I didn't think were very good, to be honest with you. The first guy was terrible. Second guy was okay. He said he was at his 30th year reunion. Didn't believe that because that dude is not older than 40, much less 58. He looked way younger than 48. me. Yeah. <laughs> 30-year reunion? What are you talking about, Jack? Anyway, the third guy I think was the best, even though he didn't go over very well with the crowd. Yeah, I thought he was the funniest one. I thought he was funnier than Joe Coy. I didn't think the stuff Joe Coy did was that funny. I thought Joe Coy was funny. I thought that third dude, I feel like he's go- he could be good, mm-hmm. but he was jumping over himself too quick. Like, he would say something and then be like, no, 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 no. Or, like, you know, he was uh-huh. – I don't even know how to explain it, uh, but he was he was correcting. He didn't let his joke linger at all before he jumped back over top of it and pulled it back. Gotcha. Uh, he said some really off-color funny stuff. Yeah. It needed to sit. It needed to sit, and he didn't let it sit. I think he's I, – I, and, and he even said beforehand how nervous he was about the whole deal anyway. And yeah. then Joe Coy tried to make him eat some kind of chicken – Tikka masala out of his fingers or something like that. Chicken tikka masala. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I'm just, I'm gonna say it's so hard to rate this because it's not necessarily about being funny. It was like a, and I agree with that part that you said too. It was a really cool idea. 
It was a cool idea. You can tell he's so proud of the culture that he comes from. And, um, and I just thought that was really cool. I, 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 I can relate to that. I'm, I, you know, I take pride in being from where I'm from and, and being into the things that I'm, you know, the things that I was into growing up. And we talk about that stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that part was really cool, but it just overall wasn't very funny to me. So it's hard to rate, but I'll, I'll take a page out of your book and I'll go, I'll just, maybe I'll go my middle and say two and a half. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was yeah. coming. All right. So on that note, on that note, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. Uh, next week, is it my turn or your turn? Whose turn is it to pick? I think you picked Joe Coy. Did I pick Joe Coy? Okay. So then you're up. Because you have- a couple, George Lopez has got a new one. Eric Andre's got a new one. Uh, I had both of those written down. Okay. So so uh, who else? We still haven't done uh, – okay. So Floor is Lava is a new Netflix, Netflix deal out there, which we all played to Floor is Lava, by mm-hmm. the way. Already finished the season. Phenomenal. <laughs> yes. It's I a seven-year-old. I have a seven-year-old, so I 100% finished Floors Lava. <laughs> okay, it's a this game play at our house. What's that? So, what are you gonna do? What okay. was that? Sorry, I, I, is it a game show? It's a game show. You gotta get from one side to the other. You gotta get all all your people over there, and you know you got times and against other people and. Without touching the floor. And the well, the floor is lava, so Oh, okay. My my son actually truly believed it really was lava. And then when the first person fell in, they don't show them like they show him falling into this watery orange bubbly stuff, but they never show him come out and out. They just like wave their hands and sink under the water. And I was like, Okay, just to tell you, they're not dead. They're that, that person's <laughs> oh gone. It's they show them at the end of the episode. They show everybody. So they show their skeleton. Yeah. So it's not just some burned up crisp coarse corpse <laughs> of lava. But uh, yeah, when it first happened, I was like, "Ooh, um, just kidding. That's really not lava." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I, I wrote, uh, I think it's seven, I wrote six people down. Um, three of them are from 2020. Three of them are from 2019, these specials on Netflix. So you already said George Lopez, Eric Andre, and the other one from 2020, I'm, I'm pretty sure was Taylor Tomlinson, which we still haven't watched and we, we've talked about several times possibly watching. Uh, the ones from just last year are Nate Bergetzi, uh, Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. They all had 2019 specials. Um, I don't know. I know that I've seen the Nate Bergazzi one, um, and it's really funny to me. Hey, I'm George Lopez, brand new one. Eric Andre is a crazy, crazy weird dude. That dude is. So here's the deal. No matter what you pick this week, I'm picking Eric Andre's next week. Okay. So I'm gonna let I'm just gonna leave it up to you. I'm good with all of those. I'm gonna tell you right now that the last couple Amy Schumers have bummed me out. I yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I didn't watch this one though. 
I have not watched the new one because the last two, I was I. They, good. They, they 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 just weren't as good. Wanda Sykes is always funny. That chick is hilarious. Um, Amy Schumer, her early stuff was as funny as anything gets. Maybe she got maybe she got back there. I'm good with whatever you want to do. Okay, then then I would like to I would like to to do the Nate Brigetti one. I'm good with that because I have not seen it and I've heard it's funny. So I've got a little bit of uh of, of preconceived notions going into it, but that's all right. Called Tennessee Kid. Tennessee Kid. Is that that's Netflix, right? That's Netflix, yes, sir. Yes, Tennessee. sir. That'll right. be uh so that'll be next week. And um yeah. my test should be back by then. Your test will be back. So next week we will talk Chris's test. We will hopefully talk about my um my uh antibody test. I'll have that yes. by then. Um I don't here's the deal. I'm not go I'm gonna I'm gonna let them leave a voicemail. They said they're calling no matter what. I'm gonna let them leave a voicemail. I'm holding off. I'm not even, I'm going to, we're going to listen to it together on the podcast. Wow. That would be crazy. But but I'm so totally going to let my wife tell me what, what she got tested positive <laughs> or negative. So I've got an idea at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. <clears throat> so that's what we have. And then we'll, we'll be one week closer to, possibly starting the baseball season and possibly starting the NBA season. We'll see if anything changes there. We'll see if these, if all the spikes that have gone up the last week or two have leveled out or gotten worse or gotten better or what's going on. Uh, see if anything changes, you know, talking about possibly reclosing some stuff. Um, I know of one business locally that, that has decided to reclose uh, for a little while. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. It's still, it's still all, it's still a big old mess, but. Yep. There's still a whole lot of Corona out there. And uh, for all you people out there, pay attention to the CDC. I trust that way more. And I trust all these news organizations uh, because if you ever look at any of the numbers, they're usually not even close to each other from uh, the, from, everywhere to the cdc pay attention to what them people say i feel like the cdc's probably got the best most logical numbers and uh i don't even know what else to say except for don't forget to turn your headlights on